<clears throat> so if you had to pick, which era of Boosie do you like? I'm thinking like I give him pre pre big time fame Boosie, which is that? What's that? What would that be? Zoom, Zoom. You got pre pre Zoom Boosie, then you got big Boosie, then you got after jail Boosie. I like. What's your favorite era? Probably, I have to say before. So at the the Zoom era. So he was flooding the block with the the mixtapes. Yeah, like and and then he did the video when he was out there laying on the money and like. Yeah, if you find a fifty and <laughs> right, yeah, I'm pussy. Uh, find a fifty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like that that was the boost. That's hard because pre pre Zoom Boosie had like songs I really like. I'm thinking wait on the visit. Uh, oh, what's the name? Boosie the Boosie song. Walk across the dirty track about three a.m. flat something like that. He that's on the but that's that's pre zoom boosie. My uh, uh, then but but then is pre but so pre zoom would that be ghetto stories? That's that ghetto stories would be pre zoom boosie. That's what is that? Um, what do you say? My you ain't about what you talking about with, with Webby? Yeah. Hey, my juvie in the yard with my drawers and things. Yes, <laughs> yes. Drawers. About the put knife in your no, you ain't. <laughs> it'll have a, it'll have to be. It's a debate because like, but mixtape Boosie was nice though. Yeah, so he flipped a couple of songs I really like. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a different era too when they were like actually like flipping songs and you know putting their own spin on it. I'm trying to think. The only person that I think do that this day last time I heard was like, um, Young and May. Yeah, yeah, Young and May. Young and May. I like that. I wish they would go back to that. But then there's so many legalities in the game right now. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, like it's which is weird. Like you would think as what well, as time progressed and the technology got better, but it seems mm-hmm. like they have less. It's like less venues to put music out. I would love to have. So I'm trying to think, but who would I want to hear? Well, now nah, Crit was doing it because Crit did twelve for twelve. We flipped a bunch, like twelve different songs. Crit did it. You know, so when Young and May didn't it get taken off too? Yeah, because that that mixtape that she did it on, that had a couple of like quiet stuff. I like quiet her quiet storm freestyle. I think she had an ether freestyle too. I joke with my buddy from the New York. I call um Young and May the King of New York. Yeah, right now who else doing it? I don't know. I like you know who I like, and he probably a little too young for me. Is little little um TJ. Uh, I like little TJ. But I try to, but and then Joy Badass just drops on too. I like, I like his message and then stuff. So, oh, it's different, different times, different times. So, yo, talk to me. Well, let me start. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. So, it's me again. It's Lloyd. We both been doing this like two months ago, <laughs> but I say let's record in the beginning of the week. So we go with. Then I say, yo, let's record this week. You know. So we ain't been doing it. So, but I got a, on the other end of me is a, a good friend of mine, one of my closest friends in the Air Force. And I've been in for a minute and longevity in a friendship, especially in the Air Force is somewhat, it's hard to come by. So, and, but I've known her since 2007. Um, yeah. She's a photographer in her own right. She had a few co- podcasts under her belt, um, graphic design, her little son shining with his uh with his RJ flames. Not none other than um my good friend Tempest. What up, what up? Okay, okay. So I like telling this story because I just told it again. Somebody else brought it up. When you first saw me, 2007, what you thought? Oh <laughs> they was like so they like did like a little prep trying to prep me, like they's like, Oh yeah, you know, you gonna meet him, you gonna like him or whatever. He like he got you know, he got mad skinny. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I was like, spin on it. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I mean, how big was he really if he got skinny? You know, I lost a solid 50 pounds in the in the desert. I mean, you know, I was about 300 because back then it was like uh, my first base. All I did was eat, drink, and party. So I, I went was, from like. I was really was, like, there's no way he's in the Air Force. 
that's what a lot of people say when they when they look at my record and think I tell them stories like how are you still in but like um by the time I left Japan in 06 well go back so I went to basic training 196 then I left basic training 183 I made it to my first the Tate school in Kista I was 220 I, I mean I left there around 220 by the time I got out of Japan, I was 300 pounds. So all I did was eat, drink, and party. No kind of PT, no nothing. Moody. So the all desert. Right. Yep. So the desert hit no seven. All it did was work and work out and play video games every now and then. So I lost like 50 pounds just in the desert, being in the hot ass desert. You know? Then I went back and repeat the title in 08. And now I stay around 250 because I saw a picture of me at 183 that I cannot find to this day. Because um, I think it's in a very old Yahoo email account. I look like Jay Z. Like my <laughs> face was skinny. My lips stayed, was still the same size. They were big. So I'm like, I'm never getting that low again. So I don't like it. I get my face gets skinny, but my lips stay the same. So I said, nah, I'm good. So, but yeah. But when I first met Young Tempest, I was like, she was with another um, acquaintance. And I was like, oh, I see. So she's a lesbian, like, like, like homegirl, I thought they were like a couple or something. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. She walking around with the, you know, the wife beat on, some basketball <laughs> shorts, some J's. I'm like, oh, okay. Got a, got a cornrow back. She's like a Cleo, a, v, a VA Cleo. So I'm like, oh, I get it. So we're going to be real tight. It's going to be good. You know, she's trying to hoop dreams and everything. So I was like, okay, I get it. Lo and behold, that's not what it was. <laughs> so, but yeah. First off, I would definitely never dress like, Oh, girl did like that was it was like she dressed like a real like you know <laughs> like it was like she was like stuck in like skateboard 90s it was weird look I look at the clothes I wear I wore back then I was like yo I cannot believe some <laughs> of the stuff but no I, I was about to say but then some of the machine stuff that I had was kind of I like it though I like the colors and everything I wouldn't wear it now but back then I wouldn't what hey, would I, what? Colors, colors ain't bad now but nah but you have colors with a pink a pink shirt with like big gold chains and skulls and everything you know I think Mesquite's the farthest I went you know maybe a little echo here and there but nah it's a little, little chains I wear the same hang tees like every day so but yeah I always had the J's though <laughs> uh I bought my first pair of J's in 2016, and I haven't bought a pair since. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I bought some in 2016 because, or it was in 2017. It was every time I went to LA with um with our friends um Ryan and Brandon, a few of their friends, because me being the joking type, I was trying to be proactive because I knew they were gonna clown me <laughs> if I came with some trash shoes. So I remember calling you and telling Luke like, "Yo, I'm in the foot I'm in the foot locker. What shoes I need to get?" Like FaceTime it, cause I don't know nothing. I'm I'm the I give me a pair of black ones and white ones and I'm good. That fits everything. But hey, you know. You ain't no D boy. You don't need no D boy shoes. Look, the one I got flat feet. <laughs> the metal ones is flat, so I'm good. No so, but question. When did the photography bug hit you? Uh this is probably like uh 2013 or something. So I had um I was in a photography class. Like I always kind of dibbled and dabbled with cameras at at some point. Um I would play around whatever. Not really nothing serious. And then I took a photography class because my you know degrees in graphic design. So it was just kind of part of the plan or whatever. And um one of my best friends, her husband was like showing me like stuff of what to do, whatever, whatever. So then like I kind of started to like it at that point, you know, because I was like, oh, okay, this is this is straight. And then, you know, it kind of just grew from there. And that's just kind of pretty much it. Yeah. I think I think you have a very diverse uh like portfolio based based on where you've been, you know. You got like the beaches of Florida, now you got the mountains of Utah, you know, you got like I like the like the I don't want to call them like I'm trying not to use the word urban that much no more, but like you know, like you got the the hood pictures, like the, the like some run, like some. I think you've done a bunch of good pictures up that way, a bunch of diverse pictures. I think you're pretty dope too, though. 
and with dope um I guess uh what you what would you call the person that the person you're taking the picture of subject subject the subject, yeah. the subject of your fault like I, you have a very diverse thing you got you got a little RJ you got your husband Reggie and random other people that you did I've never seen you do um pregnancy photos family photos so I think. You have very diverse photos, and they always look cool, though. And y'all remember you telling me about the uh, how the coloring, the lighting, the coloring, and the lighting of a picture. I think you take a good concept. I think you have a good um, grasp on that. Yeah. Because the thing that pop out sometimes the colors pop out. How they um, what's what I'm looking for? Not reflect, but yeah, how they all yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. So, um, when you're doing your pictures, what's your creative process? So it's a. Uh, so I kind of what I what I try my best to do is not a. Uh, I don't like to to force anything. So like, if I'm not in the mood to to take pictures or edit or anything like that, then I'm not gonna do it. Uh, some sometimes I gotta prepare, you know, depending on what the situation may be. But like, it's mainly like, I kind of I like to, especially if I'm doing pictures of people I like to research and I like to look at you know get examples get get kind of stuff that uh kind of you know excite me to go out and take the photos or whatever and be like oh, okay yeah that's that's fire I want to do something like this so on and so forth and then the whole thing is trying to put my own spin to it so I just try to keep it as natural as possible because I don't want anything to look forced or look rushed or anything like that so I find like if I do it that way, like I'm happier with the product. I got you. I got you. I understand. Like I mean, I got a process too. If I, um, you know, I can't, I can't force anything too. But but me, specific, um, speaking for me, if I don't force anything, I don't have nothing to do. Does that affect your your portfolio by not um by not just not doing anything? Like how long does your like I don't feel like doing anything last? I put it that way. Uh, it's, it's not as long as you would think, like, it's usually, so like, this, like, especially right now, like, I think these times, like, the, with the COVID times and stuff, have really kind of try to kind of push me and drive me to what I actually want to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, before, yeah, I could find 50 million excuses on why I couldn't do something. And now, you know, even though, you know, we're kind of coming out of those times, well, somewhat, you know, I still kind of, I, I still feel like, you know, this is, this is what makes me happy. And this is what I actually want to do. So not forcing myself, but I'm like, you know, I do, I, I feel like I need to find what makes me happy. And if this doing this makes me happy. So like the COVID times, I think really changed it where, you know, when you get those roadblocks, like they really don't come anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the opportunities are always there. It's just, if you want to go take the opportunity. And that, okay. that, has, that, that has what became like kind of big deal to me. It's like, okay, if I really want the opportunity, I can go take it because it's here. And if I yeah. really don't, I can find, you know, I can find a hundred excuses on why I can't do something or why I'm not good enough to do something, so on and so forth. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I mean, I sit here and think like, even with the COVID time, was we all next to family, so it's not like, not that much quiet time. Not in a bad way. Not enough quiet time. Like that's what I need to like do my writing. Like sit down. And by the time it's late at night, I'm trying to unwind. So I'm trying to unwind and then try to just gear my mind back up to uh write. Sometimes they get difficult. And another thing is like um I used to, and I'm trying to like I guess push myself further away from it is things that used to help. The thing used to help me write a lot was maybe a few drinks. So now I don't drink as much anymore. Every now and then, I get a good bit, but um, I don't get to. Do, I don't do it that much anymore because now that we're out of school and my daughter's out of school, she wants to stay up with me, and that's one thing I don't want to do in front of her. So, I'm. And then if I like, well, I think somebody said, why don't you just go to sleep, pretend you want to sleep, and then come back out. Like, nah. Well, if I'm in the bed, I'm in the bed, so I'm not getting back out. So, I think so I'm trying to. Huh? I get. I get what you're saying, like the the silence and quietness and all that thing, like you know right now especially because it's just me and my son so we we kind of find like our middle ground together that he could do what he wants to do or whatever he feel he needs to do as a six-year-old whatever Mm -hmm. or whatever the hell that is and Mm -hmm. i can kind of you know do what i need to do too and he's like oh okay you know she's doing her own thing 
and he understands it. So he really doesn't like try to be like, oh yeah, can we do this? Like if as long as he's like fed and he's watching the show or he's doing like he'll go record his own videos in his room and that's it. He don't come in and be like, hey, what you doing? Yeah, it's funny because like if you heard beads like coming through the um speaker, it wasn't me, it was my daughter because I gotta <laughs> say, yo, I'm trying to record something right now. You just be quiet, you're good. So she was coming there because I've got into Crash Bandicoot now. So she's playing that. So, you know, and it's, but back to the, the writing part, like, I'm getting better. Every now and then I get, I catch a phrase and I try to work it. I write it down. Then maybe look at it a time or two and see if I can flip it around. Because I think I wrote something last night. Uh, wrote some phrases down. I didn't finish it now. I sit and think about it. I have a notepad just full of, like, have writing. I just go back and try to do that. So try to go back and make a poem, a war short story out of it. So, but I'm trying to re- refine my creative process, I say. Because I don't like forcing it even because the things that I forced, I guess, it was, they weren't as good as the things that I made a drink a little bit and just freestyled it. And yeah. then the next morning, go back and refine it. Those be so, because like, even the book that I'm trying to, that should be coming out in October, that is going to come out in October, a lot of them poems in there are just nights where I put Drake on, had a few phrases and came up with some some um some poems or whatever. So, but I'm trying to make it better and I'm trying to do more of it now too. So, but even though you, even your even though you have your creative process, what inspires you? What inspires you to take pictures or take pictures of whatever you're going for? Uh, it's like to me, it's mainly like um an outlet. So, I can kind of. It's like everything kind of inspires me. Not to say like, you know, when I see certain things or certain colors, like it may inspire me to go do something. Or like um, a lot of times too, like inspiration wise, like YouTube is like huge for me personally. Cause like I'll get on there and sometimes, you know, kind of get lost. And I have like a, so I have like a page that I'm, I'm supposed to be using to kind of document my photography journey. Mm-hmm. And, like, on that particular page, like, I only, like, you know, because I have a sneaker page, too. So, but on that one, I, like, I only follow, like, stuff that is going to be helpful to photography mm-hmm. or what I'm trying to do. And I'll kind of just watch those videos and it kind of, you know, inspires me. And then, you know, if I'm getting, like, if I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed, I just kind of come out of it. But, like, just watching other people kind of work and, you know, seeing their creative process and, seeing how they did certain things and just seeing if, oh, I wonder if I can recreate that. And a lot of times I was like, oh, okay, but I want to do it like this. Okay. So it was about the, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nah, you good. I'm just saying that yeah. just being able to see and try to recreate. So begging what you recreate. So what's your, what's the line between uh, getting inspired and biting? How you feel? Or do you consider Biden anything Biden? Well, I guess it's, I mean. So, like, just saying this music, it's nothing new. True. Uh, there is nothing that is new, really. It's just, like, to me, it's what, like, putting your spin on it. Yeah. Like, anything that you do. Like, I don't think it's anything that nobody hasn't done yet. Yeah. And, but it's yeah. making it it's making it yours and owning what you do. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. A lot of people don't like to watch stuff because it becomes biting but it's a difference when you're trying to learn it like okay how can I do it my way mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people get kind of caught up where they don't try to do it their way they just go try to copycat mm-hmm. and then that's when it's like uh that looks the same as so and so you know the way so and so did it but then if you watch him if you kind of watch all these things that you actually like and then you can kind of put your own spin to it where you brought you took a piece from here a piece from here and you made something new okay I, like I dig that yeah yeah, yeah. And I think I it's all about experiment and like you you figure out what, what works best for you by experiment. You just go out and try it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, I'm trying like I've been trying stuff different. I remember you saying like um that I should should like show show myself when I'm doing my videos. I done a bunch of um did on I done not a bunch, but I've done a couple of my poems like like audio, but it is a black screen. Yeah. I think you you were the one saying like, well, if it's a black screen, they may just skip over it. Cause it's a black screen, so trying to so I just put my face in it. So I have my face in it, or make like a 
pictures in it because what I've what I have started doing in the past few weeks is uh, taking pictures and putting my putting my um my poems to them. And it's like I well I say inspired. I was inspired by a guy that um I started following a few weeks ago because he followed me and I'm trying to gain an audience and he was doing little small like one or two lines and he would put it on the background. The background would be something. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, it's kinda dope. You know what I'm saying? It's kinda dope. That and that's now now it's just not like the notepad with stuff, it's something behind it. So I decided, so I decided like why don't I go into Unsplash or another free picture place where poem photographers take pictures up and I just put whatever poem I think that I want to place post up, try to find a picture that matches it. Right. And as it and when I find one that matches it, I'd be I, I promise I'd be sure to say, hey, I got this picture from pitch, picture by this person at this place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want to say I don't want to just take somebody's picture and they like, yo, and even that, when I did that once or twice, the person whose fed picture was actually followed me back or liked it. So I guess it's good. I just put it that way. So yeah. I guess it's all good. So I, I don't mind being so I have started to, I have my one Instagram for myself, but it happens that I have one Instagram just for my, my writing and, my, and just um, to put that in. The, so I have started to do, like you're saying, have a, um, a friend list just full of writers and people like that and creators so I can have that kind of. Thing. I just have to be more social, I guess, too. Yeah, I, I, so I like and stuff coming. I think that's real important, though, like, too, like, you're, especially, like, on social media and, like, Instagram and things that you can just kind of scroll through, like, I think what you see on a daily kind of dictates, you know, how you, how you kind of feel. And if you see everybody on your timeline is out there grinding, writing, putting out stuff and getting it, then it kind of, like, that's what kind of motivates me because I follow a lot of photographers and, you know, big names, small names, or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, but it's kind of motivation at the end of the day, because you see them out there working, and it's like, okay, cool, you know what I'm saying, so-and-so out there doing a thing, and they, like, it makes you want to go out and do your thing, and then it kind of changes your perspective to uh, the people that you're talking to, and being around, and stuff like that, it's like, these are the people that I want to get to know. Yeah, I, it's, it's real cool, because I think even then, I posted one of my, um, one of my things to my Twitter, too, and somebody by inbox and say, hey, I'm trying to want to be part of this poetry cycle thing. So now I'm part of this group. I think it's 60 or 80 poets or writers. It's all in one big mom chat. And that's been very good, too, because you see all these people writing, motivating you to write, um, you know, come in like, hey, good job. That's dope. That's fire. Hey, why don't you switch this around? So it's kind of a great um, group to, of creators that's really trying to cultivate each other. So it's a real positive thing, too. So even then he has like a poet, the dude who started it has like a poetry cipher that every Friday, hey, this is the topic, hey, your poems, bring it, drop it, you know? So I really, I really like that thing too. So, the other thing, so that's kind of inspiration. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of people may not understand, like your, even your closest friends may not understand like what you're doing or why you're doing it or, you know, why you're spending so much time with it. So it, it is like an outlet and it feels good to be able to get to talk to people who understand where you're coming from and how you put things together and things like that and how to help you grow. Cause sometimes your friends don't know what to say cause they're not into that. Yeah. It's been real cool. So I'm luck. I'm lucky to have um, friends like, uh, my, like my cousin on um, Randy, who was a, who's a writer himself. He sounds like he, I usually shouldn't send him my stuff. Like, what you think? That's dope. Why don't you add on to it? Why don't you make it a little longer? That's dope. And then I'm other band friend Serge, like we go back and forth. And he gives me details, and y'all dope. I like how you said this. Or oh, man, it's beautiful. So, I like having friends like that too. And I send something to you too, and you'd be like, "Yeah, that's nice. Cool. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. I send my real good ones to you. You know, the ones that don't need no help. And some struggles, criticism, my past, and only my other buddy. You know, but you know, it's all love. And then I send it to um, um Cat too, Cat Vega too. So I like these are people that inspire me too, because in one form or another that I send to. People who inspire me, I send it to them and like, yo, what you think? You know? So, oh, I think you've already answered it, but um, what else do you look for when you're about to take a picture? When you, like, when you're about to take a picture, what do you look for? Like, as far as what, like, location or like, hmm. or like, because I know you've done a few locations. You've done, um, like, let's say you just had that um, deal with the shoe store. Mm-hmm. But let's say somebody, boom, somebody calls you to say, I want that guy, I want to, 
want you to take a picture of my photos and my shop. Mm-hmm. What do you look for inside that to make that one of you a great photo shoot? So like depending on where it's at and if it's like indoors, I just try to look for things that um that people may overlook. Really. Okay. That's gonna give it like a unique feel and like some that um where people are like, damn, how you do that? You know, where they ask those questions and things like that. So I just try to kind of look for things that are unconventional, really. That yeah. may or may not, you know, work or try it or whatever. Like, like doing this sneaker store thing, too, it's been like, it's kind of been like a real blessing for me because I never got to do nothing like this. And it kind of just one of those things that happened. But it's kind of been like a, like a real a learning curve for me because like most of the time, if you're t- doing photos with somebody, they're real... Um, Sometimes they're real meticulous about what they want. Mm-hmm. And then it's like almost to the point, it's like, okay, you want me to do what you see, so on and so forth. But at this point, it wasn't it wasn't that situation. It was like, he's seen my stuff. And then he's like, oh, no, nah, you good. Like, you know, do do you. And a lot of times, you know, you don't even get those, you don't get those opportunities to completely do you. So it's been, yeah. it's been real good, though. It's, it's been pretty dope to be able to be like, oh, yeah, I can just go out do whatever I want. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go shoot over here. Like, oh, where? Yeah, yeah. And like, no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, like, that process has been dope. So that's what kind of, too, kind of started to turn me, like, you know, like, this is actually dope. If I can do whatever I want to do, how I want to do it. Yeah, but that, that, I guess it grows with that experience and that confidence in your, your work, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the, the ability of your work. Yeah. This was so. like a like a big confidence boost for me because it wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, a lot of people be like, well, they're going to ask you 50 million questions, blah, 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 all this other stuff. It wasn't even like that. It was just like, yo, here's my work. You know, he's like, yeah, come up here. You know, what you want, what you want to shoot with. All right. Okay. That's cool. So you look at like sort of unconventional, unconventional route. Yeah. Like if I can find like things that are like, especially into like a store aspect that are unique to the store and stand out in the store like that, like to me, that's, that's dope. Yeah. Well, I mean that. Man, what's going on? Like, yeah, I can see. I I lost what I was gonna say. I had it, but I, I do like the unconventional route too. Um, even with writing, I try to find a different way to say stuff, different way to say something, or like um, our goal. Like we just talked about Boosie at the beginning. I have a put about something about Ed sharing somewhere in a song, in a in a poem somewhere, like uh, some some random. So just to be unconventional and to make it stand out, because I think because I can you can do the basic poem and everything and could be good, but I guess the ones that stand out are the ones that have something yeah. unique in them. Yeah. You know. So I like that. So what do you think is your, your best some of your best picks? Uh my best. Uh, I w- well, while you're thinking about it, I can tell you my I can tell you my favorite. I think my favorite one I got I think I told you before that photo shoot. When I think you were saying you and Reggie was riding somewhere, and it was like in that abandoned area. Oh. I think I like how those with the smoke and everything. I think I I liked how that looked. I would have liked that picture. I think that that photo shoot. Yeah, we just yeah we was coming home from like from Alabama and like yeah, mm-hmm. had seen the spot a bunch of times that we passed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's just pull over, and it was I don't know where. I don't, know. I don't like the model. I don't like the model per se. <laughs> you know, it could have been a better model. I mean, I could have been out there. You know, <laughs> but I he, he did his job, I guess. But I like the pictures and how they came out. Once again, that color contrast and how how certain things popped in that picture. I did like that. Yeah. I think that was one of my favorites. And yeah, oh, and the um RJ RJX. I like that too. Yeah. So I think that was probably my favorite. Like the. The um, recreating the Macklemuck shoot was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, and it's good. I mean, it's that's good to like for him to see later on too. Yeah, so that was probably one of my favorites. I dig it. I dig it. So, so your, that's your favorite photo shoot and pictures too, or was like you have a favorite photo shoot and a favorite pick, like a picture. So I think that my favorite picture is the one where, like him, where it's just his face and it's kind of like a mm. like a shoulder shot of just his head. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably one of the, my favorites. Like he hates the photo though, which is weird. 
but I I really like it. Yeah, I mean, they usually do. They like yeah, they usually the kids are usually like that. So, well, I mean, how do you balance the work, parenthood, and your creative process? Like, so work, and this is, this may be bad to say, but I try not to let, like, work get in the way of my creative process because Understand. that is, like, probably the most temporary thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I kind of look at, look at it like, this is temporary and I'm only here to get what I need and keep it moving. There's no reason that I need to stick around here. And that's that's with everything that comes with work. It's like, I'm going to do what I got to do, and then I'm going to go home and do what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you're you're 24-7. Uh, yeah, I get it. I hear you. But, like, yeah, like, I, you know, it's, it's bigger than that. So, but as far as, like, with, you know, my son and everything, it's more like um, involving him and including him in things that, that actually, you know, make it easier to balance. So, yeah. you know, trying to teach him the process and, and what I go through and let him take pictures. And then sometimes it is like very difficult to have him around, but I think <laughs> it's better. <laughs> it is like we went, we went and shot on Saturday and it was hot. Mm. It was like crazy hot outside, but I'm like, look, we'll just finish it up. And we went out there long. So he's like, I need water. I should have got a water pack. This is too much. <laughs> it was just a whole lot of complaining. I'm like, bro, like, we're not even going to be out here that long. He's like, yeah, but I need water. Like, how many more pictures are we going to do? He's just complaining, really. But I'm like, whatever, man, you be all right. Yeah, I think that's cool, though, because if I recall, um, I saw a picture this weekend of him with the camera. Yeah. so he, Taking yeah. pictures. So is he trying to be little full-time man too uh like sometimes he'll you know he'll be like i i want to take pictures like we're out together i'm like hey you want to take pictures he's like yeah i'll do it and then sometimes he don't don't want nothing to do with it yeah but i remember i think we were having this conversation a couple of months ago with um the getting him a um like a desk like for his photos and videos whatever happened with that so we actually like so I, i went got him a computer everything so he got like a full like gaming setup in his room mm-hmm. so he has like a computer that hooks up to his switch and then there's another tv that hooks directly to the switch and it all like runs together or whatever so he has like a nice little setup in there um and he's like so when he goes to record his own videos we haven't got into the editing process yet but he's like oh now i'm gonna record my own videos like can you set it up for me so on and so forth. So it ain't really much for me to do now. I set up lights for him to make mm-hmm. sure he got good lighting, and then that's it. He'll go in there and record whatever he wants. Okay, cool. And like, so you feel like you should you should at this because he's only six. I can't believe they both about to be seven. Like, mm-hmm. but <laughs> um, so you think that's very important to cultivate his his I guess his yearning to photog and video at this age. Yeah, definitely. Like, like. To to me, like right now, like especially right now, he's like a he's like this huge sponge, and he's willing to take in whatever I let him take in, pretty much. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, it's just like some things I'm not, you know, I'm not willing to let him take in, but he still kind of gets those things, and he comes home and he asks those questions, and mm-hmm. you know, we we talk it, you know, chop it up about whatever it may be. But he's just he's so curious, and he he wants to know everything that he can about everything that he can so it's just right right now while he's trying to figure things out i would rather him do whatever he want like try it out you know what i'm saying so once you get to a certain age you know, either you know you like something or you know you don't that's true that's true yeah i have a i know that sophia was big in the like she she has videos like you think what i think her thing is she records pieces of tv that we have on streaming sites like, all you gotta do is rewind it or watch it again. But she has them all on her iPad. So we're just trying to figure out what is she really trying to do here? Like, with the videos. And now, and then on top of that, she got into the, the slow motion, the slow mo thing on the iPad, on my iPhone, where she sits there for two minutes, which is supposed to be the slow mo clip, supposed to be like 15 seconds. <laughs> she has two minutes of slow motion stuff. 
like what are you doing so i'm trying to fit i guess we're trying to figure out what is what is what are you trying to accomplish here like what do you want to do do you want to video like are you trying to video stuff because even um even my um marissa was trying to show how to do stop motion because we watched the movie like they did it like this so they created like a stop motion video but even with with marissa showing like why don't you do it she didn't she didn't want to do the action she wanted to videotape it so and i'm trying to she's a creative um she has a creative mind so i try to cultivate to cultivate that too because i want her to be able to um grow in that too and try to bring that to the floor. i don't want her to hide it like i won't say i hid mine but i guess i hid the amount of writing i did yeah so i want to make sure that she knows it's okay so like i said tried to write a story with her it didn't go anywhere we stopped she made characters and then we wrote it we're supposed to write it together my partner left so <laughs> she didn't she don't have she didn't even talk about it anymore so but like sometimes but, it's like to, to to make sure like we keep the conversation going because you know especially you know as a kid you got so much other stuff on your mind that doesn't yeah matter. and true, you don't true, true. know that those things don't matter yet so like, like yeah i'm gonna hit her back up i'm gonna hit her back up with like you want to write it again what another thing i've been i'm trying to cultivate writing into my to my nephews my nephews are um like 13 13 be 14 this year and they were complaining about my sister having to um not really complaining like oh why can't why can't we just play video games all day you know um my mom my mom wants us to you know do sports. i said well your mama's right you know she you need to be doing sport you need to be learning every day so i play with them a good bit on the weekend so i say why don't i ask you a question throughout the week and whoever gets the most points at the end of the week you know they get something so the thing that I try to do every Friday is bring them like a writing task. Like two weeks ago, it was a haiku. Last week, it was a limerick. You know, just trying to get them into writing. Mm-hmm. So I think writing is dope. I think writing is a cool thing to do. And it's a good outlet to venture frustration, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I do, like, I try to, I, I wish, let them do a little stuff like that so they can see it. And, you know, maybe that's an avenue for they can do later on in life, too. So. Yeah, so like, so. for like RJ, like he came up with, what is it? We came up with Elemental RJ, mm-hmm. which is pretty much like this character that has all these elements and stuff, like as a superpower. And but we're gonna actually turn it into like a book series. So mm-hmm. with him and his cousin, and they're gonna yeah, we talked about the yep, yep, yeah. So they're gonna pretty much turn it into some books, and like they like. They pretty much, I didn't like tell them a story or nothing to go by. They pretty much mm-hmm. came up with their story, how they was doing it, that they were on a camping trip and so on and so forth. And I didn't tell them nothing. They just like, yeah, this is a story, so on and so forth. Oh, we're, so we'll figure yeah. out a way to get it published. And thought I had you an author, man. I thought you had you. I mean, an author. I thought you had an artist, but I told you, he <laughs> artist is flaky sometimes. That's my boy, though. Yo. That's my boy. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, he's a great artist. So that's what everybody said. I'd be like, man, I need somebody to draw it. Like, man, everybody I know who draw they just flaky. <laughs> yeah, but it's I, I guess you know it's like I, I think art drawing and, and writing is like the same, almost somewhat similar because of the fact that yo, if you ain't you don't feel like picking up that pen to write something, or you're not motivated to write something or draw something, you don't I mean, you don't do it. Like, so and sometimes you gotta get out of that. So yeah. So, do you think do you think parenthood has helped to hinder your photography? But I guess uh, based on what we're talking about, it 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 helped because now you got this little mini person you're mentoring. Yeah, I think to a photographer I, too. I think I think it's helped. Like, um, I wouldn't say it was a hindrance at all. It's like more of like, um, not to say like, I mean, he is watching, but it's almost to a point where it's like. I can't. I can't really tell you to go go out and chase what you want to chase if I can't go do the same. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things. Is like, if I really enjoy photography and things like that, then why not pursue it? And then that that you know that shows him like no matter what it took that I was gonna go out and do my photos. I was gonna go out, you know, figure out what I'm gonna do, stuff like that. Because a lot of times, like we tell our kids to go go do all this stuff, and we ain't did none of it. True. 
So I dig that. That's the main thing that he understands. Like, yeah, like I, I, yeah, I worked, but also pursue what I wanted to. So if you, if you want to pursue something, go out and pursue it. Don't ever stop pursuing what you want. Yeah, and I said that thing about when I'm looking. I, I thought we read that question again. I'm like, how can it? How can it not hinder? How could it? How could parenthood hinder you? You know, because now you got this other life that you're that you like responsible for, and you want that person to chase his dream. And if you're a dream or your your dream is your hobby or your hobby or something, why not? You know, use that to fuel you to continue your dream and put a dream in this little person now. So. Yeah, I feel like the same. I feel like helping there too. It gave me another, another reason to write, another subject to write about too. Yeah, like and the truck. That like it, it gives you more. It gives you more like wise. It gives you more wise, really. And then if you, yeah. if you're trying to leave something behind for your kids, I mean, what you you want to leave more behind than you know your parents left you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So I think that's the biggest thing is that I'm just wanna. I just wanna be like, be able to say like you know, one day I make it into somewhere, you know, a book, you know, a museum, whatever the case may be. And he's like, oh yeah, my mom took this picture. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I like that too. I'm, yeah, I wouldn't mind my book being on somebody's desk, on somebody's shelf. It could be on a, it can be on the shelf on some just random interview on CNN. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one posted out, but yeah. I can understand that. I can understand that. Something to leave behind. Because even, even back in that, I can remember like just leaving a legacy. Like I said, a legacy, regardless of for your kids or just for you, you know, it's funny because I remember in, I think my little sister was in like the 11th grade and being from small town Mississippi, like Winona, um, um, we all had the same teachers. And them teachers stayed there for like 30, 20, 30 years. Yeah. So my English teacher was her English teacher. And my sister knew I wrote. So I remember she was telling me, yeah, um, she told the teacher, like, they had to write a poem or whatever. She's like, I just get my brother to write it. And lo and behold, the teacher went in her cabinet somewhere, pulled out one of my poems in there, and, like, showed it to us. So I'm like, it's just, like, having that little thing back in the day, having something like that, somebody can reach back. Like, oh, I remember when yeah. Lloyd wrote this for me. Or I remember Lloyd wrote this. I know the story behind that. So... Because all my poems, most of my, I didn't say all, most of my poems have a story. So, and that's what I like. Sometimes I like rereading them and saying, just like your your pictures have stories, you know, behind it. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, yeah. So I like, yeah, to definitely, and I'll be able to leave, like, and I I didn't know, like, my mother was into pictures too, but I didn't, I didn't know until, like, recently. And I thought she was willing, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, you can ask my friends. I'm like, man, those are your friends. They're supposed to tell <laughs> yeah. So, so now I'm a, yeah. I feel it. And you know, the, I guess it's just the the general like generationally like opening the doors to your creativity. So I think my mom actually wrote stuff too. So it's like I didn't know that. They didn't know how much I wrote while I write. And I put myself out there and now the next generation hopefully, you know, Sophia put her her creative thing out there. Cause I'm gonna try to push it out, whatever it is. So, yeah, I, and I think that's where kind of like for us as a um, as a people, hmm. we kind of don't get those chances to to foster those ideas and play around with those ideas. It's always like, um, what's next? Busy, busy. You got to get a job. You got to go to college. You got to do this. You got to do this traditional way that we don't ever get a chance to explore those options. Yeah, you know, you always you always trying to wait for like trying to get to the next level, you know, and yeah. you know because you're trying because right now because you you're already behind the fence, you're already behind the line, behind the starting line, right? So you got to work twice as hard to get to the starting line. Yeah. So the main priority is always trying to get, you know, through the race that you don't get to stop and like relax and find what you like to do till it's too late. Yeah, and I think that's so. I think that's so huge, and I think to be able now to be able to put it instill in our kids like nah, like there is no rush and I think like doing what you want and things like that and now you know changing the dialogue in our household of you know we talking about money and we talking about you know me and my son talking about stocks and 
stuff like that, which is different conversations that I had with my parents at six. Mm-hmm. You know, true. So yeah, that wasn't there. Like we wasn't talking about stocks. We wasn't talking about him getting, you know, getting money and saving money and and what to do with your money. Yeah, we just won't have those conversations. So I think it's I think th- things are changing. Yeah, that's that's the thing too. Even with me, when, um, we don't we talk money every now and then, and I know Sophia got a piggy bank. But I think my biggest, I think the greatest donor grace thing I've done for Sophia was to get her that custodianship mm-hmm. when she was um when she was one. So now from one till she eighteen, that stuff is just invested. So she'll have a nice little something when she hits eighteen. Now, would she know about this? No. Because I'm going to do the same thing, you know, my parents and probably everybody other parents. Like, I'm broke. I ain't got nothing. You better get this education. <laughs> <laughs> you better get this education. You better get these A's and B's and get a scholarship, you know? See, that's... Because cool. but that, that's, that's even... I mean, I said that, that's even sad, too. It's like, if someone says, like, yo, you got to force your child to be great. Well, I'm not... I shouldn't say force your child to be great. But you got to push your child so hard, even though you, like preparing for them because even with them being A's and B's or straight A's and you give the nest egg for them, they still behind the curve sometimes. Yeah, but see, the, and that's the difference. Like, you know, they have, it's different because, you know, my son has a custodial account too. It's like mm-hmm. giving them a nest egg that they don't have to, like college isn't your only option. And maybe that's not the route he wants to go and you can still learn what you want to and, you know, things like that. Like if, if he wanted to say, I want to go in the tech industry, you ain't got to go to college to learn how to code. True. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to, it's certain things you just don't have to, to go to school for. And I'm like, that was my biggest thing when they were like, yeah, you need to set up an account for him. And I'm like, look, I'll be honest. I don't know if he going to college. <laughs> and, you know, not, not any fault, but I just don't know if he would be, you know, excited. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to college. Like, he already like he thinks he's rich, and I'm not sure why he thinks that. But <laughs> we didn't even had them talks yet. But I mean, I just want, like I said, I want Sophia to be happy. I don't want her to go. I don't want her to step foot in the military. That's my thing. Oh yeah, facts, facts, facts. No, I don't want to step. I don't want to step foot in the military. So I'm thinking college the only route because, like, well, I say the only route. But the thing is, I'm thinking like, okay, yes, times are different, but still at the same time, I need to make sure that she's once again has all her ducks in a row so she can compete. So if a degree is going to get help her compete in certain things and keep a job, yes, I would like her to have that and go to college. And plus, that's some experience that I somewhat missed going to college. And that's how I would pitch it. I missed the experience of being in college or being part of, maybe being part of a frat or meeting like friend, college friends and connections forever. You know, that kind of thing. Not saying I would join a frat because I'm not letting a person paddle me. You know, <laughs> that's no, I mean, that's no, I don't know. I don't know the fraternal order or anything. I don't know nothing about fraternities. I don't know. I know what I see in the movies and what I do a little bit, I do know. So, but, but I will say, I will say that I know that being a fraternity will go a long way in the outside world. See, my thing is hopefully I can pass enough down to my sorority. Sorority, no, not. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully I can pass enough down to my son where it's like, okay, now if you want to go to school, go to school. But if not, like, here's the business, here's the family business. This is what we already got set up. It's already running. And you just take over to the next and you just keep it going. And we create this this generational shift that my my thing that we're trying to connect. But like my son thinks he's like he told he got caught at school at daycare with money. And I mean, it's not really getting caught like you can have it, but you don't have nothing to buy. <laughs> daycare. So I, I got the money in the envelope and I was like, what is this? And like, oh, yeah, he had he had this money and he was passing it out. And I was like, he's passing it out. What? What? What is wrong with you? So, <laughs> so we get in the car and I'm like, hey man, what's up? What you what you doing passing money out? He's like, it's not a big deal. I'm rich. I'm like, you're rich. <laughs> like, you big money, RJ. Like, you don't even own nothing. Are you rich? And he's like, it's fine. I'm rich. I got diamonds. I got. This. I'm like, Rest. whoa. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, well, that's what we're trying. I, I want to do that. Like, I know it's like, yeah, I just want to, like I said, have something for Sophia. That's my biggest thing. Sophia and whatever other kid I have. So, I just want to have something. Something to pass on. So, yeah, I, I think we're both working on that. And I think a lot of people, all of my friends I know, the kids are trying to work on that, too. Yeah, but I definitely want to teach them how to get money, like, at an early age, a legal way. How to, like, how to do, 
do these things that, you know, other kids may lack and things that I didn't get to learn till, you know, I'm, you know, in my thirties and whatever, like right Mm -hmm. now, like I said, he's a sponge. So we talked about the Tesla stock Mm. and he was like, he looked at me, he said, I told you you should have bought Tesla. Now, mind you, he didn't tell me I should have bought anything. But he said mm. he telling me that he told me like he been said that I should have bought the Tesla stock. Like and he's obsessed with Teslas. So that's like he then he's like, Well, we should just go buy just buy a few Tesla stocks. I'm like, boy, you know how much <laughs> a few Tesla stocks? Yeah. He's like, We should buy a few Tesla stocks. Should have bought them when they were low. Yeah. They went they were down to three hundred dollars. Yeah. Now they back up to seven, eight. Seventeen? Yeah, yeah, seventeen. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, so like but we talked yeah. about that. Like and then I, I gave him a book and I was like, here, here's your stock book, you know, so we can look up stocks together and we can talk about mm-hmm. stocks together. So he's like, Well, can I just draw the logo if I can't spell it? I'm like, Yeah, go ahead. Like whatever you mm-hmm. want to do, like however you want to do that. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. So with all that being said, what do you see? Or want your photography to go. Um, I know you touched on. You probably touched on it earlier. I really want to be able to go, like be be able to do this like full time, and um, actually turn my photography into video work and stuff like that. So I think it's. I want it to be my my sole income. Mm-hmm. Like I like I enjoy this, and I don't know. I don't know how much I would if it was if it turns into a job, but I want to test it out. Okay, I do. I mean, it's it's big money in that. I promise you. When we was up in station up in Maryland, if you were a daycare provider and a photographer, you'd be rich for there in Maryland because <laughs> the prices they were hiking up there because we were paying. Dang, how much we were paying? A good bit of money. At least over fifteen hundred, maybe a little amount. That don't sound right. Almost a G, almost a G for um, a month for Sophia daycare, and she had like eight kids. And then think about if you do photography in there. And then the then the, I'm thinking about for Sophia's uh, her her um her baby pictures, like they weren't cheap either. So I'm like, yo, you. Yeah, I mean, you know what? You you have an idea of what you want your photography. Like I just want a book. I just want a book. That's all I can think about right now. But I want I want a book. I want one to say I did it. Yeah, like I wish, like my like at the end of it, like I want. I really want like a. I really want to be able to give back, and mm-hmm. if I can take what I know and like whole classes and create a, like a, a space, like a safe environment where, mm. you know, kids can come and learn how to do photography. They can learn how to edit. They can, but they also have an escape if they want to go into there and then they can learn if they want to rap or they want to do a podcast and they want to do these things. And it's kind of like a creative space where they, everybody has those spaces to go into and they can pretty much learn right there. They can, they have a, a like a kid workspace, you know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. they go there. They can go make t-shirts. They can, like it's all these like rooms set up that you get all this stuff from and then bring people in and come speak to them, bring music producers in, bring, you know, TV personalities and stuff like that. Cause I think like too where like for me where I grew up, like you didn't have those opportunities where you could see that like you may know like a local rapper and that's about it. Yeah. I dig that. See, I I like that idea. I really love that idea how to give back. And but as you talk about, I'm trying to think like how could I get how how could I give back? The only thing I guess I, I push the only thing that I do is I push writing as a way to vent to people. As in like why don't you try writing? Writing is something like it's anybody or everybody writes. So why don't you try to never know what you might find out, you know? Yeah. So, you know, even then like a dang that's that's like it's, it's real deep, and I can't figure out like I would, how I could, you know, as me writing like writing, how could I change lives as writing, you know, just to give back. I don't know how. Only like I can't think of unless 
one of these short stories, Tyler Perry, he'll get up and I'll sell the rights to it. And you know, by like, we about, we, you know what I'm saying? You know, you can pass it down. Yeah. And that's, and, and, and that's the thing. That's so, and that's what I'm trying, and that's what I'm trying to push more. I'm trying to push myself more to let's get out of these poems. Like, yeah, it's cool to do a Mary Night and Miller shot at. Pushy short story. You got I got like three or four short stories that I have not finished. Because I get unmotivated and they get stale to me. So I'm trying to push because these are good. I think these are good, good ideas. I haven't and I try to find some of my new angles. So I know it some of the things in them might be the same, but some of the other things in them hasn't been done. Or maybe I shouldn't say I haven't been done. I haven't seen much of it. So I try to write these short stories. And I think like my I feel like my my next book will be just three or four short stories that I've cultivated out. Yeah, we like, and me and Ryan are in the process of writing a script right now for yeah. a short story to record. <laughs> so we got, I think recording is supposed to start October. Okay, big big film company. I got you. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it like, yeah. That's one thing I want to, I need to, maybe I need to take a class or two in script writing. I mean, that's I, my... That's my, and that's, I think that's one of my, my weaknesses because I can write you a story. I can write you a story all day, but if I add dialogue to that story, I get nervous about it because I'm like, yo, that sounds stale. That doesn't sound good. You know what I'm saying? And I think now that I write, because I was trying to write a, like a serial thing, like every week, write it like a short story, a short story that spans a few weeks or several weeks. Like I just read a piece of the paper or read a piece of a page or two. And wait till the next week, and just having that dialogue. And I'm trying to think about like certain movies have that one, that one line that you remember, like Juice, Tupac line, right? The crazy line, you know what I'm saying? Or Minister Society, when he found out them guys at the burger joint down on the 187. Let's do this. Remember that line. All them Godfathers, Scarface. Certain lines, you remember those lines not every so when I try to incorporate at least a line or two that I think will hit once somebody read it. And that's what I try to incorporate to make those things pop. So Yeah. Trying okay. to add, we've been doing, trying to add that to it. Like uh I, we've been doing like three hours a week. Mm-hmm. And like you spend two hours writing a week and then like an hour like studying pretty much. Hmm. Like studying that, films, studying stories, and things that we may miss. I got you. I got you. And I think it's subconscious I've been doing. Like when I'm, I guess when I get like when I look at TV shows now or movies, I listen very closely to the list, to the to the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Just try to hear how they're putting stuff together, putting words together. How they, how when they do it, and how they like, so it's been helping me out too. So, and just looking at the character and try and have questions about that character developed in my head, like where is the character gonna go from here, and try to guess. So, you know, it's all about progress and growth. You know, trying to get that down. Definitely, but it's like you got to do it. Like uh, I listened to um, Director X, he did like a bunch of music videos for like. The dude from Toronto, so he did a bunch yeah. of stuff for like Drake, of course, a um, bunch of big names, and then he also like kind of did some co-producing uh, on Superfly. Mm-hmm. And the new one, yeah, I like that. And he pretty much like what he said was like, if it's something you want to do, like just do that shit. Because I think we get so caught up on what everybody else is gonna think about what we did that we forget to focus on what we're doing. True. Because we we study looking for like the next thing, like. Oh, I want to blow. I want to do this. I want to do that. But I feel like if you really love something, you're going to do it regardless of the money. And if yeah. if it's meant to be, like the money's the money will come. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I feel that too. So, yeah. Like I said I want I want this book to go on to come. I want this book to be out. I can't wait to put it out there. I think I got two other ideas that I want to for the next two, I think in my head. So, try to see. I'm gonna see how this process happens, so I can make it better the next time. So, but yeah, I mean, that's all I got. You got anything you wanna push out? What's your, you know, 
where they can find your work? Um, on Instagram at vivid underscore Kodax. And that's where most of my photography is at. I'll be posting on YouTube under that same page, vivid underscore Kodax. Just follow my journey. And that's what I'm going to just put content out about my journey. I don't know how long it's going to last, but we're going to document it all. So that's it. I dig it. You got any other last word? No, nah, that's it. Yep. Well, appreciate you coming through. Like you came to my house, even though it's all virtual. <laughs> you know, appreciate you coming through and blessing me for the time being. I appreciate everything. And I look forward to your your journey and see where it goes. Appreciate you. Can't all wait for the book. Yep. I can't wait either. All right. One. Peace. <laughs>